Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you, and 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 to you. How you doing? It is uh, Friday, uh, the 19th of November. My name is Patrick Timpone, and uh, you've landed on OneRadioNetwork.com. We stream live here uh, most every morning, uh, audio and video. Videos right on the front page, and then up on BitChute after that. And then all the audio shows are loaded up right on the right underneath uh, the various videos that, that we post for you. And so you just kind of go in order. Like, uh, for example, if you look now, you'll see the last show we did was with Andrew Kaufman on Wednesday. And right before that was Martin Armstrong, and then uh, the show that we did with you on Tuesday, and then Ray Pete and uh, Richard Massey. So they just go in order, and you can just work all the way back to uh, 2008 if you want. They'll just keep on going. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just walk back there, you know, you 12 or 13 years of shows. That's how it works. You know, computers, they just kind of geek them, geek them along. So uh, good morning to you. Uh, I just love that little song. We, I, somebody sent me that. It was uh, kind of a kind of a remix of "Singing in the Rain," Judy Garland. And, uh, what's his name? Um, who was that guy? Well, you know, you know who he was anyway. So we have lots to talk about this morning, and uh, as always, regardless of what day it is, especially on Fridays, but any time is fine. Uh, you can uh, join us at uh, 888-663-6386, 888-663-6386. The email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We'll talk about the experience, the spiritual experience I had while getting some fresh tuna yesterday. Hmm? Um, <laughs> the more that, I just got some notes here that I scribbled out this morning. The more we see that's unreal, the more we can believe and get that anything is possible. And um, turpentine experience that we've been doing, and your emails, and there's lots of other stuff uh, to talk about in the world of um, politics, geopolitics, uh, this so phenomenon that they called COVID. And um, and kind of give you our experience and uh, understanding of the update of what could possibly be going on and some ideas that you and I can do to uh, stay out of the way of this thing. So that kind of lays out the groundwork. But again, you can uh, join anytime, Patrick, oneradionetwork.com dot com and triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six triple eight. Six six three, sixty three, eighty six. Indeed, indeed. Hmm. How did Friday get here so fast? Yeah, I know. It's just amazing, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? We ran a a, a video that um, Alex Jones made with Donald Trump, and we'll run it again this weekend. Um, not Alex Jones, but. Uh, the pillow guy, 
he ran with uh, Donald Trump, interviewed him, and um, it was very interesting. Uh, I didn't think it was all that great of an interview. God love, uh, you know, it is funny, and I'm not being critical, but I am. But, you know, so many people these days think that uh, interviewing somebody is just really easy to get the best stuff out of them. And uh, like the pillow guy, and he had a chance to interview the president. And, um, you know, well, whatever. But, you know, he talked more than the president and took him 12 minutes to answer, ask one question. And it's just kind of, it's hard for me to watch that one you could really ask some good questions of the President of the United States. I'd love to get my hands on him sometime, but probably not going to happen, but you never know. Uh, but um, interviewing is is uh, something that you learn over the years and to do it well and to get the most out of uh, um, their guests, and we try to do that, and we do a pretty good job most of the time, and sometimes we don't ask the very best questions and get caught up in it like everybody else, but... Um, you know, everybody's got their, their own show now, and they, and you know, that's just the way it is these days. Um, which is great, you know, which is, which is great. For me, the most uh, curious thing about the vaccine mandates Is, is not that they're doing them. I mean, you know, we know that they're doing them. Right, it's no, uh, <laughs> it's no secret that they're doing them. Uh, to me, the most fascinating thing about it, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is that these people that are controlling Joe Biden do not care. They just don't care what you want and what I want and what what. They just don't care. Um, OSHA, occupational safety, they were going to be the ones that were going to enforce these vaccine mandates. They've come out very clearly and say, we're not going to do it. There's a federal court that said the vaccine mandates are not constitutional, and so don't worry about them, and um, that kind of thing. And that's when OSHA came out, and it doesn't seem to matter to the people controlling, you know, the globalists controlling Joe Biden. They're just going to keep at it. And in my opinion, they're just going after the low-hanging fruit. You know, they don't care. They'll just kind of, you know, they'll just kind of say, well, I mean, okay, well, we don't have to pay attention to that. The mandates aren't really law anyway. All they are is some elderly gentleman with dementia telling you you have to do something. But there's going to be a lot of people that will believe it and a lot of companies that'll believe it because they'll think they'll get in trouble, people with 100 uh, employees or more, but it doesn't matter because, um, yeah. so, so that's really a good sign in a way because I think they know that there's just going to be millions and millions of people that are not going to do anything with this, so they're just going to leave us alone because they know. They, they know they don't have any constitutional authority they're not going to be able to get the military to come and shoot us up because they wouldn't do it. Uh, the National Guard's not going to do it. Uh, the local sheriffs are not going to enforce it, most of them. They, they know. They're, they're just, in my opinion, they're just kind of getting all they can, going after the low-hanging fruit, which is just a lot of very scared, confused 
uninformed souls on this planet that they're just going to do what they tell them to do. So I think that's what they're going to go for, and that's what they are going for. And let me see if I can tighten this up a little bit. And they're just going to get what they can and then move along uh, to some, you know. So I think it's a really good sign for us, those of us who are awake, because I don't think there's going to, it just doesn't feel like there's any, any juice for doing anything more than some dumb old mandate that most people know is just not real. Yeah, they, they know it. I mean, they know it. So I'm sure they've had these meetings and they say, well, let's just get who we can and then we'll do something else. Now, there's something else could be interesting and even a bit more fun just when you think it's safe to go into the water. Um, there is um, more and more this idea of smallpox is being thrown out there into the milieu of uh, memes. And you don't, you don't know where it's coming from, but there may be something to this. So they could come out with a smallpox epidemic that they'll try to spin and it'll just be another COVID. This one will even be more spooky for a lot of people. Be a smallpox. Wow. But it's there are no viruses and smallpox. Um, the whole thing is a very, very complicated stories like they did with the Indians. But it's really um, a fungus or bacteria. I don't. I don't understand the whole smallpox story. You maybe do, do, and you can call me. But it's not some virus that's floating around in the air. None of them are. We have a really interesting uh, video that we'll be streaming this weekend on this entire AIDS, HIV thing, which is very, very similar to COVID. Very similar. May I have a little slurp here? Thank you. I think it's about an hour and a half, and there's a fellow that put together a really interesting uh, uh, video. And so we'll stream that this weekend. Uh, we'll probably stream the show with uh, that Dr. Cowan puts out at one o'clock this afternoon. And then we are we're generally streaming twenty four seven of our archive shows and some of the fun things that we find around for you to um, consider as you know something worth your consideration. And that's a good way to put it. You know we're, we're not. Uh, vouching and vetted all these people that we put on, but there's a lot of really fun stuff. That was a fascinating story about trees and all of that. And and there's more we're going to learn about the lost history of the world in this country with Santos Bonacci. That's coming up a week from Tuesday, the last, the last day of November. And he knows a lot about the lost history. And there's so much evidence, so much evidence as you saw, maybe saw in this video half an hour ago, of uh, just an entire other world that was out there four, five, six hundred years ago that they just um, turned off, cut down the trees, uh, huge trees. I mean, trees, I'm talking of trees a mile across. You know how big that tree would have to be to be a mile across? How high? There was a whole other world out there. And this is all along the same time as they they started the you know the heliocentric model and gave Copernicus a bunch of shekels to create gravity, the concept of gravity, and just come up with the idea that we're spinning. So this was all at the same time. Find it fascinating. All at the same time. 
And then there was some kind of a reset, which I don't totally understand, that Santos will fill us in. And I think it was um, uh, analogous to the idea of the Great Flood, but it turned out it would be so much water somehow that it was just a whole bunch of mud that covered everything up. And it was kind of a reset, and they they started over (laughs) with humanity. I don't know exactly what happened but Santos will fill us in. So just remember that all of the, and then you saw the little video maybe about the Roman Empire, there's just more and more evidence that's showing up with very creative people that everything that we've been told about, you know, um, the Roman Empire and wars and uh, and all this stuff has just been made up. It's Most of it's just not true. Just not true. And so it's it's uh, to me it's great because the more that I that I see um, um, lies uncovered kind of thing, right? The more I uh, got to do something and bend down, and I'll put this up while I do it for with our equipment, uh, make a switch is um, the more I see it. And they really get, you know, that uh, everything from the, there were giants, there were trees maybe a mile high, can you imagine? There were um, just all kinds of things that went on. Energy that was grabbed right out of the ether, which is what um, um, Tesla figured out. And that's what the whole Tesla thing was about. Where he came up in the 1900s and figured out a way how to just give everybody electricity and that all have to have the little antenna like all these uh, old cathedrals have these antennas that you'll see in some of these videos. And they just knew that divine spirit, or what is called the ether, is just full of energy. And that's, what keep, that's what's keeping us all going. We just do food just to, just to uh, give ourselves something to do. I'm totally, absolutely convinced that we could live just without any food. Poof. I think that's where we're all going. Because <laughs> if they turn off the food and, and want to give us soil and green and we get tired of growing our vegetables, we'll just eat, eat God for a living. You know, it's just, come on. If... If the ether, which is divine spirit, which is everywhere, right, can um, can supply energy, which it can, electricity, which it did. I mean, they had tools to build these incredible cathedrals. They had tools to dig out these incredible canals and to dig out minerals like they did. Uh, excavation, and this is this all went on, which is part of the, the, the Grand Canyon. You know, this thing wasn't a natural thing. Um, there's so much stuff that was just made up, man, made up. So for me, the more I, I really see it, the more I, I I just know deep down, even though I know it deep down now, I guess I know it more deep down, deeper down, that anything is possible for Patrick. Because if everything we've been told is absolutely not true, then that means that Everything is possible. I don't know how I make that connection, but that's how it works for me. Because 
we don't have to have anything to look at and say, well, that's how they did this and we have to do this. None of that. We just do it from the moment and I'm going to create this or I'm going to build this or whatever I'm going to do. We ran a great video by Prager University earlier. We'll also stream that over the weekend. It's about a five-minute video, well put together, and he lays out very clearly, uh, Prager University, a scholar there, of how this whole idea of solar and wind is the biggest, the biggest scam that's ever been perpetrated after COVID or after Round Earth or after JFK or Lee Hart, whatever. It's just no way. He, he walks you through how many batteries would need. The whole thing is just, just made up. This whole Green New Deal is trillions and trillions of dollars that they want to steal from you and me and, uh, and tell you that they're going to do wind and solar to run the earth and we're going to get rid of this carbon stuff. We're going to get rid of coal and we're going to get rid of this. And uh, in my opinion, they're going to do it so they can control the energy and then turn it off and on when they want. Because there's, a, there's probably about enough to, I understand, and maybe do 5% of the needs of the world, of the earth, not world. World is kind of a round world, world of the earth. It's just so crazy and so beyond the scope of reality. And they're just, they're just pulling it off because half the population or whatever believe. And then they force us to pay the taxes to do it. It's just interesting. Now, I, you know, if you have a separate house and you want to run up some panels and do that, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, you can take care of yourself pretty easily. Well, not, in, not inexpensively. It's not inexpensive. When we uh, beat, and when I say we, uh, God and I, built this home in 1997, Straw Bale Home, Rainwater Collection, um, I got a, um, we, we got a, I think it was a $15,000 deal from the state that was trying to develop solar. So I found some fellow and he gave us 15000 and I think I put in 15000 when we built the house. So there was about $30,000 into my solar system in 1997, $30,000, dollars, which was a lot. It's not as much today. And uh, so I was off the grid for about, oh, six, seven years. And um, you only using, I think, 12 or 1300 kilowatt hours a month. Not much at all with the strawberry home. No air, and air conditioning, no central heat. So you don't have that to deal with. So you're just running um, stuff, you know, lights and refrigerator and freezer and water pump. And it was pretty easy, pretty cool. We were always con connected to the grid because we had the vision of selling back what we didn't use to the power grid, which you can do now. Then we couldn't do it. Uh, they didn't have the system set up. They wanted us to have a million-dollar insurance policy if we were connected to the grid or something crazy, you know. But anyway, um, 
that was 30,000 back then. And I, I would argue today that if we went out and, um, and if I wanted to have the whole house off the grid again, it would cost about the same. So I don't know if you figure out inflationary dollars. I guess the price has gone down somewhat, but not a lot. Well, there's been quite a bit of inflation since 97, so so maybe the cost has gone down. But it's not inexpensive. It just isn't. The batteries are very expensive. Batteries are very heavy, and I still have 24 batteries down there that weigh a lot that I'm going to have to get rid of someday. And um, it'll cost some money to get rid of them. you got to pay people to take them away, or you take them away with, and you got to pay somebody to take them at, at um, um, you know, they have these yards where you dump trash and everything. And But they, you have to pay to take those away. And uh, I don't know where they put them. They put them in a the landfill, I guess. But anyway, so I don't know. I have a friend who's going to come out and check, but uh, we don't know how much juice is still left in the panels on the roof. I'm pointing to the roof. Uh, after, wow, was it 23, 4 years? I'm, I don't suspect they have a lot of juice left in them because they do lose power. So we'll see. But anyway, um, it's it's just a big lie. The whole uh, man-made global warming and the Green New Deal, uh, this has all been charted out by Schwab and the, the Davos Group They've been planning this for a long time. It's all there in their, you know, in their in their papers. They've told us, and you know, and these people, they are so, um, so Looney Tunes, and so confused that they really think. Seriously, I'm cereal now. I'm gluten free cereal. They really think that if they tell us what they're going to do, then they are free from their karma for what they've done. They think that. They got some secret handshake, you know, all this stuff. Freemasons and all these people, you know, they're, they're crazies. You know, these are the same people that are doing the whole pedophilia thing and and uh, we ran a video on that, um, what was it, three or four days ago that was like, whoa. I mean, oh, whew. there's so much going on and all these people are in on it evidently. I don't have proof, but the people that study this stuff say they say they are. So these people are not only lunatics and psychopaths, but they are so so deranged and sicko satanic that they have rituals and they um, they eat kids and they burn them and they do the adrenochrome and really sicko stuff. They do. I don't know what to say. So this is the main reason. I'm going to need some water here. This is going to be the main reason why we have to stay out of their way. You know, when I get in a fight with these guys and girls, because they're all wackos, you don't want to get in a fight with them. Just stay out of their way for now until we see what happens. Because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are suggesting that, um, you know, they're going to get their just desserts in the next few years. And boy, I hope that's true. And uh, President Trump thinks so. I mentioned that Mike Liddell, I got kind of off track here with um, uh, the interview that he did, the, the pillow guy um, with, with President Trump. And, and Liddell just wouldn't let go of the whole, 
I, I guess he's been involved in it so much that he just wouldn't let go of the whole idea that the, you know, all this stuff about the election. But we know all this. We've been over and over and over. And and, and Trump, you know, he really, he really was nice to him, and and uh, he gave him great praise for his work. And and but and Trump knows it. I mean, you could tell when he was talking. He knows because uh, it was interesting. Uh, Donald Trump said, you know, all my friends are telling me. Uh, Donald, uh, let it go. You, you let it go, and you're gonna just, you can win in 2024, and it's fine. You know, just let it go. And Trump is saying no. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> he he does not. Yeah, I think he really, I think he really thinks that he's gonna figure out a way with uh, General Flynn and other people and the military to um, do something before 2024. I believe, in my opinion, he knows that they're never going to let him in again. Not going to happen. These people, come on. You know, they spent four years, four years trying to get him out with the whole Russian thing that has been proved to be a totally fraud. And there's people being arrested over that with the P dossier. Clinton was behind it. Uh, you know, it'd be great. They might get her and throw in her orange jumpsuit. And uh, she can be there with Jazane Max Waxwell, and they can trade photos or something of her husband. I don't know, but um, he—I think he knows it. They're never going to come on. They—they they haven't fixed any of the voting thing. I mean, you think they're going to let him back in? I don't think they'd even let him win the uh, the primaries uh, in a couple of years. You know, they'll figure out a way how to put somebody else in there. I don't know who they'd put in, but. They'll figure out a way. Maybe Rand Paul or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I like Rand Paul, but I don't think he's as cool as I thought he was. I mean, you know, he, he he's not hes not pulling the, God, he's just not pulling the punch on Fauci. He's talking a big game and all this, but what what is he doing? You know, he could, he could, he could do a lot more. He knows the evidence is there. And so much more evidence, and he's not doing anything except he goes up on Capitol Hill and acts like he's a hero. And these guys are all—they get swampy. I guess they get swampy, and lots of reports about Rand Paul and um, just trying to just drum up uh, money for his uh, 2024 run. And I think he'll—he'll he'll run. I don't think he would beat uh, Trump in a in a primary. Do you? Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. All politics is uh, is theater, so but we do talk about it from time to time because it can affect our taxes and it can affect uh, people that are doing dumb stuff um, to try to take away our freedoms. So in that regard, uh, we should pay attention to it a little bit, but um, I haven't voted for 20 years. I would never vote again because I know it's all just... Uh, it's all just madness. But that's just me. That doesn't mean you shouldn't vote. I think if you want to get involved in politics, I would uh, get involved in your school board and your local community, be a, become the mayor of your town, city council person. Um, school boards are big ones. Uh, I know a lady who, uh, um, she's, a, she's a friend that uh, we chat at the farmer's market and She's running for the school board in Dripping Springs just because, and she's really interested in politics. And uh, so, but she, she kind of knows that there's just no way that you can, uh, you know, do anything with these 
loonies in Washington or even in the state capitol. Uh, that, so she's running for the school board. And, uh, you know, that's where you make the change. So if, if you're politically inclined, learn about the big picture and then do something like that. Have some fun. You could, you could be people, because most of these people are just clueless. City council people, they have no idea what's going on. They just run because they want, you know, it's pretty good salaries, too, for these jobs. I don't think school boards, they don't pay any money, do they? But maybe city council people do. I don't know. Um, if you'd like to be on the show, 888-663-6386. The email, patrick at one radio network.com. Well, um, I think that we have so much good stuff happening on the big picture that uh, it's just hard to imagine that um, we're going to come out of this baby better than we ever have. Better than we ever have. Remember that uh, Bezos and Amazon and uh, Musk are globalists. They're just actors. They've been put in there to fill this role. And pretty much everything that Musk says and he, are, is just lies. Um, they're putting rockets, you know. He, uh, but they don't really, put, they don't really put rockets anywhere. They go up into to a low, lots. Most of the time, they're not even putting rockets up. All the satellites are just balloons. This stuff is just all made up. When you see rocket launches, most of them are just computer-generated films that they've created. And believe me, you um, you would not know the difference. I mean, do movies look real? Watch the movie Gravity sometime and see what they can do with $100 million dollars of computer-generated images. You, I mean, you believe that Sandra Bullock and What's-His-Face are, are up in, in space. I mean, you believe it. I mean, if you want to just get into it. I mean, that's $100 million. NASA gets $30 billion a year. And that's just where all this money goes to. Can keep trying to convince you that there is unlimited space and these guys are orbiting things and flying around and, and blah, blah, blah. This is really important stuff. And I get criticized a bit for this whole uh, firm earth thing. I don't care. Uh, and I know we've lost a few people over it because they think it's crazy and they think I'm loony. And you know what? I don't care. If you want to believe a lie and you don't want to look at what the hell is going on in the world, it's your life, baby. <laughs> Hillary Clinton, the the ultimate globalist, right? Who somehow is uh, wears a a a Kevlar suit and never gets caught doing anything. I don't know. Hillary Clinton warns warns that crypto can destabilize nations and undermine dollar as a reserve currency. Okay. Nation destabilizer Hillary Clinton has warned that cryptocurrency has the potential to destabilize nations 
and is undermining the role of the U.S. dollar as the global reserve currency. Well, good for you, Hillary. You want to hear it? Okay, let's listen to it. That'll be fun. See what she's got to say. I think one of the areas that nation states have got to pay greater attention to is the rise of these uh, asymmetric power centers. Some of them uh, operate uh, either with the approval or even in full cooperation with state actors like uh, you see with the Kremlin. Some of them are independent, but we're going to be facing increasing challenges. The way that uh, technology has developed, the uh, incredible use of disinformation in the political sphere and the economic sphere is only going to get worse. The rise of artificial intelligence is going to threaten nation states, going to threaten multinational corporations. And then one more area that I hope nation states start paying greater attention to is the rise of cryptocurrency. Because what looks like a a very interesting and and somewhat exotic uh, effort to uh, literally mine uh, new coins in order to trade with them has the potential for undermining uh, currencies, for undermining the uh, uh, role of the dollar as the reserve currency, for destabilizing nations, perhaps starting with small ones, but going much larger. (laughs) They mine these things, you know, they, they mine them, they mine them. Oh my goodness, they mine them. That was at the Davos thing, you know, on... On, she, she was remote. She was on a big screen at Davos. They mind them. Oh, never mind that the all the central banks just create them on a keyboard. Never mind that. See, the dollar people, the dollar ink people, you know, the brand name dollar ink, they're the same people that uh, control Hillary. Or she's one of them. I don't even know. Let me check. I want to make sure. Make sure that this 800 line is working. I should have checked it before. Just give me a, give me a flash. Triple eight six six three six. Sometimes when it rains, it rains pennies from heaven and we triple eight six six three six three eight six. And sometimes they have to reboot this machine. Yeah. See? Okay. Let me Okay, let me run a commercial and then we'll well I'll reboot this machine. I'm glad I checked. Boy, man, I tell you. Out here in the country it is a challenge, baby. But we're on it. One of my favorite things here. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm going to be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against 
flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too rolling out new products, and of course I'm attending endless I love running my own businesses and getting to work for myself, but it's not without stress. Each day I'm producing my TV show, recording for my podcast, managing my teams, rolling out new products, and of course I'm attending endless meetings. So at the end of the day, I'm looking for ways to de-stress and calm down. One of the ways I do that is by getting into my sauna where that heat helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which calms your body down. But I also supplement with Sir Thrival's CBD3. Now you've probably heard about the benefits of CBD, things like reducing inflammation, reducing anxiety, helping to get the body out of pain, and helping to calm the nervous system down. And I'm using it for all those benefits. But a lot of people have tried CBD and they think it's ineffective. And that's because they're using low quality products that they get at the convenience store, at the health food store, or at the smoke shop. CBD3 is different. It's made with three CBD extracts in one. Now the first is a scientifically validated and seriously studied CBD nutraceutical. It's nano-sized and it gets into your bloodstream almost immediately, giving you instant benefits. The second's also a heavily studied and scientifically validated nutraceutical. This one's liposomally delivered. It gets into your body's fat and it stays there longer, giving you up to 24 hours of those CBD benefits. The third is a full spectrum hemp extract that contains all the benefits of the hemp plant, all those polyphenols and terpenes that give us all those medicinal qualities. Sir Thrival CBD3 comes in two flavors, natural and peppermint, and it's available in a variety of strengths too. There's even a formula for pets, so if your dog or cat is getting older, has inflammation, arthritis, or is in pain, it's a great way to get them moving again too. If you've been let down by low quality CBD products or you're looking for a full strength formula, give Sir Thrival's CBD3 a try. It's really a good one and you'll like it. It tastes great and uh, it's, it's, I like it a lot and uh, it'll, it'll help you smooth down. So those are two products. Uh, colostrum, was the first one colostrum? <laughs> and uh, also, I went downstairs and uh, so I didn't hear it. Yeah, I think so. And then also uh, the CBD. Any survival link on one radio network.com. Good morning. The 800 line is now working. I rebooted it. I'm glad I checked. 
and it's 888-663-6386. What do you have for us? I'm sure you have something that you'd like to share or and uh, participate in any way at all. It works for me, baby. Uh, Daniel mentioned, you see, he's got a great one, great one of those wooden saunas. They're nice, and they're nice, and they're very expensive. However, you can get one for about $1,295, and it will work, I think, don't tell Dan, but I think even better than the other ones, the wooden ones. Well, it depends on which one you have. I, wish, I shouldn't say that. But this one here, I don't know which one he has. Uh, so take that back. Uh, erase that. Thank you. Um, this one you sit in, and it does uh, uh, help your body to get more parasympathetic. These days, you know, there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of energy. I can feel it, and I suspect it's just this whole uh, culture of ours. You know, the political, economic, um, you know, COVID phenomena stuff, uh, the separation of people fighting with one another, uh, the censorship, all this energy, I can feel it at a deep level because uh, I'm sensitive and I connect it with everybody and so are you. Did you know that? We're all connected. That's right. So, you know, if you're feeling a little bit more feisty, a little bit more unsettled in the last few months or the last year or whatever, uh, it's normal uh, because there's a lot going on. So that's why we, we do everything we can to chill out, uh, to meditate and to contemplate, to do our daily spiritual exercises, eat lighter, eat less food, drink more water, detoxify, you know, these things we talk about on the show. But also to, uh, uh, one of the big ones, as, as Daniel said, the sauna puts you to more parasympathetic, which is, opposite of the fight or flight. It just does. There are days, and like last night, I was in the sauna twice. It was it was crazy. I did a sauna about 7 o'clock. I went to sleep pretty early and uh, slept for two or three hours. And I was up and, and you know, my, my body was pretty frazzled, really. I got up and had a little bite of something and read for a minute and... Um, it, it things were just, you know, and I have a great uh, relationship with my mind. It's not like my mind is spinning and going, and not at all. Just, you know, and I don't have any EMFs, so you know, there, there, you know, there's something going on. But anyway, so you know, I'm not complaining. I'm, I, I do fine, and if I get a few hours sleep, I'm fine. So if you have EMFs around your house, and you're you're feeling a little bit, a little bit more frazzled, dazzled. Uh, this would be a great, great thing for you to, to grab. And you can go on our, uh, on your, on your keyboard, and email me, Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com, and I can give you the best price ever, twelve ninety five in the lower forty eight. Wherever you live, regardless if it's outside the U.S., we can get you this on a. So let me know. Just email me, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com. Okay? And then we'll hook you up. We'll get you. That's the best price. They don't even allow us to put this fi- uh, price in print because I think their retail 
on their site is 14 or 1500, something like that. So this is a great, a great price. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I rem- there's a lot of this new idea of having a kind of sort of meat, right? They, they, these people don't want us to eat beef and chicken, um, pork. They don't want us. They're blaming that the cow farts, the global warming, and all this stuff, and. Uh, you know, again, I think it's just about control. They want to control the food, and they know that a lot of people do well with having a little bit of meat in their diet, like I do. I, I like pork, my fave right now, but um, you know, they're pushing it, and they're gonna, you know, there'll be a day they'll probably make eating beef illegal. There are more than seventy companies planning to bring. This is from a. What website is this? Oh, good. Center for Food Safety. Good good place. There are more than 70 companies planning to bring cell-cultured meat, okay, to, to the market now, while Center for Food Safety supports alternatives to meat. Oh, you do? The science around this new form of meat alternatives is the in its infancy and deserves more scrutiny. Okay. Now that the USDA is seeking comments from the public, we have the opportunity to fight for transparency and safety in the new sector. Yeah, good luck with that. So they're going to do. They're doing cell-cultured meats. This is the new thing. I don't know what the alternatives are. I saw where that meat alternative. What was the name of it? The real popular one. They did an IPO. Um, Beyond Meat. That thing is not doing well. I think it kind of went up real quick, and I think people are, I don't know, I've never tasted it, so I don't know what it is. Patrick, good morning. This is from Tom. Good morning. Thanks to you, we know viruses don't exist, and when we get the flu or cold, it's our body healing. Okay, yes. But what can we do to reduce the intensity or the duration of the symptoms when we get sick? Well, Tom, well, Tom, I actually don't think much, except uh, I would fast, drink a lot of water, do saunas, do um, coffee enemas, essentially detox, rest. Most animals, when they get sick, dogs, cats, deer, buffalo, cows, except people, rest. So the body's just getting rid of it. The the more you rest, the easier it is. Uh, A lot of people like to take extra vitamin C. I've done it. I, I haven't had one of the detox things in a long time. I've done it, but I've never really experienced anything um, 
you know, anything really uh, different. You know, you might you might get some of this on hand, the bioalgae, microalgae from superfood. It's got 300 compounds in there, which is really strong nutrition for the body. And little little green capsules, <clears throat> bio superfood. I get the F3, that's the most strongest one. And you, you could just live on this for two or three days. Wouldn't have to eat any kind of solid food. And you'd be getting plenty of nutrients, all the minerals and vitamins, all the good stuff, and let the body not work on digestion. And that's why animals generally fast when they don't, they don't feel well. That's what I would do. Um, so the more nutrition you have, the, the, you know, the better the body's gonna, gonna deal with it. But you're right, good for you that you know that you don't catch the flu, you don't catch the cold. That's old school. You just don't. These are all detoxification processes. Every one of them, strep throats, pneumonia, everything. The body is just trying to, to heal. And that's why when people uh, get diagnosed with pneumonia, I guess there are cases when they really, they may be so compromised uh, immunologically, or is that a word? Or nutritionally, that if they wouldn't get a um, an antibiotic, uh, they could just die. So I guess there's cases where people are kept alive by getting an antibiotic. I guess I suppose it's above my pay grade to know. And each case is so individual. But generally, if the person is strong, I think that um, I don't give medical advice, so don't try this at home. But um, that the body's just trying to to heal. One thing you can do that uh, that uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels talks about, if you get anything going on in your lungs, I know people that have done this, is what you do is you just slather your chest with Vicks. Good old Vicks. Been around for 150 years because it works. There's turpentine in Vicks. And I think it's the last ingredient. Check it out. Uh, slather your body with Vicks, your chest, with Vicks, um, you can just hang over your bed and uh, let it all drain out and and uh, it'll stuff the mucus and that will come out. The mucus is formed to clear the body out of damaged tissue that, um, that you did to your lungs by chemicals and poisons and uh, stinking thinking, especially a grief for the lungs. So, if we get all grievy, which is okay, I guess, uh, we all grieve for people that leave us a bit, um, that'll damage the lungs. Yeah, I, I don't know if I should have said that properly. I suspect if you just grieve 100%, totally enter into it, and don't, don't um, judge it, it's probably cleansing, so I should rephrase that. I, I, I would think that not grieving when you should would be the issue for the lungs. If Adam is listening this morning, maybe he'll um, weigh in on that. I would think that would be more of an issue than the actual grieving. So I want to rephrase that. That makes sense? 
I think the grieving is a cleansing. And then holding it in, because we don't think we should or whatever, I think that would be uh, the problem. I think. I think. I don't know for sure, but I think. Uh, We're live here this morning on the 19th of November, OneRadioNetwork.com. I watched the well-delivered video on your site, Autism. Yeah, Sharon put that up uh, a couple weeks ago. I know the general focus behind it, but once again, seeing the deliberate intention that was set by recent past world patriarchs that our population needs to be reduced allows the light bulb to go on again. The answer is why to why are chemtrails poisoning skies, fluoride poisoning water, corporate poisoning food, vaccine poisoning people, they really are truly trying to kill us. Yes. I agree. I think it's important that we begin to be realistic about this. I think it's obvious that there are people trying to kill us. I guess um, folks like Alex Jones talked about it 20 years ago and (laughs) he was way ahead of his time, but he was right. So I agree. I know it seems strange that other humans, other souls, other brothers and sisters would do that, but that's just where we are uh, with planet Earth right now. It's just the deal. But I think, my opinion, is when we look at it like you do, like I do, like others, it's just what's going on with no more energy than that. That's what's going on. That's it. And then it's not stuck in you. You don't have fear. You don't have hatred. You don't have blood. The problem is when we react to it. I know it's a big one because when we react to something is when it's a problem. But if we don't react to it, it's not a problem because it's not part of us. It's only part of us when we react to it. If there's only one thing you get from the show today, get that. Nothing is a problem for us unless we react to it, good or bad. I guarantee you this is true. I can't prove it, but I guarantee you. And I had an experience yesterday with tuna that kind of plays into this. It is uh, 11 o'clock central, oneradionetwork.com. Patrick, Tim, Pone, Patrick Timpone, triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Jennifer Daniels here on Monday. Um, we have a whistleblower from the UN on Tuesday. UN's a spooky organization. 
Another reason why to why understand that Donald Trump was not as swampy as some he's swampy, but not as much not as much as most. Little swampy as opposed to way swampy. He knew the UN was bonkers. He knew it. He cut at their funding and he was railed against them. He went there. He knew the World Economic Forum was a bunch of goofy guys. He knew that NATO was a bunch of goofy guys. Um, he knew the global warming thing uh, and the, you know, the Paris Accords. He got out of that. So as swampy as he may be with the vaccines, which, you know, he's got his, he's got to answer that one, even though now he's coming out saying kids shouldn't get it. I think he's trying to discover his bases. But, well, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, where was I? Anyway. So, reacting. So I go to the H-E-B. And I'm thinking I'd like to get some fresh tuna. They have, a, they have a tuna that comes in from Hawaii called ahi. I love to slice it up and have it fresh, raw, with a little bit of uh, that green stuff. Okay, so... <clears throat> So I go to the HEB and, and, and I've, I've gotten to know these these young boys and, and when you're buying fish you want to get to know the people that are behind the counter so you can always talk to them. Hey Joe, how are you? Yeah, and they, they recognize you. Yeah, when did this tuna come in? He said, well, let me check. I said, do you have any in the back because I like to eat it raw? Oh yeah. So he goes back there, comes out with a styrofoam box. So he opens it up right there in front of me. It's all packed in ice. Packed in ice. Pulls out a tuna about this long. Beautiful little tuna. Overnighted from Hawaii. So he pulls it out. Uh, I said, how much you want? I said, well, you know, I'll take, a, I'll take a pound. Take a full pound. Um, I figure I could eat a half a pound and then half a pound tonight. And then he takes the skin off, you know, the bottom layer, but he cuts it right there, puts that tuna back in the ice, and I purchase it. And he said, do you like to eat, you know, so he, he started asking me about eating it raw, and I said, yeah, I like to do it. And uh, and I used this, um, and the only word that I could have, I had was soy sauce, right? You use this soy sauce with the uh, the green... Now, that, that, that name is not even uh, coming to me either because I don't look at the package. You know, with the, uh, you know, that stuff. So, and it was really funny. And I just, he said, well, soy sauce, you, what do you mean soy sauce? You know, the dark stuff. And so, so he said, yeah, I understand. So when I'm going to check out, I walk over to the aisle where they have the dark stuff. And I said, what's that stuff called? And um, it's called tamari and shoyu and soy sauce. They got three different kinds. I think shoyu and uh, 
soy sauce are the same, and tamari, I think, is wheat-free or something like that. But I noticed that the one that I buy is organic, but I've never really looked at the label. I mean, I just grab it. I don't look at it. I don't know the name of it. I don't even look at the name on the bottle, but I know what it is. And I really got that the reason I didn't know the name you know, right there in my mind, because my, my mind's great, my brain is great, but it was really amazing that since I don't generally look at the front, see the name, right? Oh, Tamari, see it. If I would do that, it would be in my mind. But when you don't do it, it's not there. Now, I mean, it's there somewhere way back in the files and only comes back after a bit, a minute or so. After you let it go and then the file, the the software just pushes it out, the software of the mind. Does that make sense? So this really ties into reacting. So I, I, I talk to a lot of people, friends that are having a hard time with what's going on out there. And they keep saying, well, I just gotta quit going on the internet. I got to quit reading this stuff because I just get I just get too wound up. And I understand, but the reason they get wound up is because they are reacting to it. The reason they get wound up and we all get wound up a little bit because we're just learning how to see something but not be involved in it. Really tricky, but when we watch a movie and react in a little bit other than just the emotional thing of a movie which is great because it's actually beneficial when you kind of cry with the with the protagonist you know as long as it's not real violent and all of that but when it's violent and that and you we we react to it in any way uh, then it's in there and you got to work that out and that's why I'm real careful these days and have to be more careful the mind is such that the only way it can repeat and come back and want you to think about it again, which is what's happening to most humanity, is when we almost take, we almost, um, we look at it and in some way are not conscious enough to just look at it without reacting to it. Does that make sense? I really saw that's what it was doing with the show you because I don't look at the front name. I just don't look at it. I didn't know the name. The name Shoyu is very common or Tamari, but I, I never think about that. I don't think I've thought about that word for years. Why would it be right there? It just wouldn't be there. Because my whole mission in life is to to be able to be in the moment and do whatever I do, play with Doodle, write screenplay or do the show without any loose particles flying around. So this is just my, you know, my method. Um, so, you know, think about that as an idea as you're, as you're going on the internet, surfing around, watching a video, just be, stay awake. Just stay awake.
it's 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 like it's kind of tricky to talk about because we are soul. We are just a viewpoint, a soul, a shining light, if you will. And we kind of live right here if there's a place. And we are just looking out, focusing. And when we give energy to something, and oh, well, then it's then it's in the mind, and it can fly around in there and come back and and um, not be the best thing ever for you if you want to stay have more clarity. I know it seems a little weird. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but I know that's how it works. So our job, in my opinion, is to have fun. We can have all the fun we want. We can watch all the movies you want and you know I, I read the headlines but every time that I get a little bit involved in something give it some juice being for or against it virtually the next that night or the next night I I have some dream experiences with that person or with that concept because that's the way my teacher, who works with me on the inner, works it out so I'm not thinking about it. So then when we do think, when we do using the mind, we are actually uh, hearing spirit, God, talking. And not, not some newsman. Make sense? You know, this time is very exciting and it's going to be more exciting as we go uh, because there's just no indication, no indication that these Looney Tunes are going to do anything else but do keep doing what they're going to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's just no indication. They just, I think they're just going to keep going. And they're going to come out with another one. People didn't buy into the the new variant very much, and and um, there's there's so much information about the mandates and the courts and. It's crazy, maybe. But they're just going to keep on going. It appears that the vaccine passport thing is a big deal, using the QR code and doing it to a um, social credit score and tie to everything into controlling how much money they give you and then you have to give some back if you misbehave. And uh, kind of, I don't think there's any doubt about that one. So it's going to be something that you and I are going to want to just navigate around. Be a great place for a little plug for Richard Mayberry, 
He'll be here next Wednesday. The Early Warning Report is a terrific um, uh, newsletter by Richard Mayberry. And um, if you're in any, any, any equities, he has a big picture geopolitical view of the world that for a few bucks a year, I think you'll have a better experience with your investments moving forward and you can because you can just understand more from a geopolitical financial world. That makes sense. Richard Mayberry's early warning report, there's a great uh, discount if you uh, go on our website, oneradionetwork.com, click on it and I think you I think it's uh, 175 for the year rather than 350 or something like that. And you'll enjoy it. I get it. I pay for it. You get a lot of information. Uh, you can use it to maybe get out of some of the stocks that you're in in your 401ks and put them in more um, um, well, stronger stocks that may withstand some kind of a market upset, which many people are predicting. Including Martin Armstrong, who we had on last week. Or actually this week. It was Wednesday, right? And his number one thing, which was interesting, Martin Armstrong, and we'll, we'll play more of the video over the weekend. Um, so if you're just watching this during this weekend of Saturday the 20th or 21st, You'll see it in rotation, the Martin Armstrong show. His number one thing was pre-1965 dimes, quarters, halves, and silver dollars. And there's a place to do that, and that's our Fred, our Fred, Fred, our Fed, our friend, Fred, Fred Jaszewski, Donna and his team, and their team, Roger and the rest of them, U.S. Coin Capital, and he's got the currency silver, Buy whatever you want, quarters, dimes, halves, silver dollars of 60, pre-65 coins that are mostly silver. And um, might want to use this for a while when we're navigating around this whole digital Fed coin thing that's going to happen and we don't know when, but I, at cryptos and some of this stuff may be the only thing that we can use. I don't know. Or dollars. <laughs> or just dollars under the mattress. You know, we don't know where it's going. But these, uh, we know that they're going to do stuff. And uh, the best we can do, right, is to trust in God and tie up our camel by getting some some of the stuff. So you can, you can go on and get it. 800-878-2646. And check it out. on OneRadioNetwork.com. Oh boy, and inflation. The House Democrats celebrate as the 1.75 Build Back Better plan passes the House, wow, barely passed, 220 to 213,
This is just another socialist agenda. I think this is 1.7, almost $2 trillion. Goodness knows where this money is going, but it will be created by the Fed and we the people will borrow from the Fed. Um, I don't know what it is, just a whole bunch of stuff. I wouldn't even. <laughs> oh, here it goes. Biden to transfer power to Kamala as oldest U.S. president heads for first physical. Why would you transfer the power just when he goes for the physical? Because he's got a colonoscopy. Can you imagine this woman as being the president? They're all illegitimate anyway. So. I know. Adam says that action frees people, reaction enslaves them. That's right. Yeah, holding the grief is the problem, he says. Yeah, so I was right. Releasing and resolving the grief is ideal. Okay. I got one right, right? I thought that's the way it worked. Patrick, what's the name of that company that you did the thyroid testing on? Oh, let's get checked. Yeah, there's a little company, I suspect they're accurate, that I did to check my little thyroid because I'm taking some piggy stuff and wanted to see what I was doing. Yes, it's called Let's Let's Get Checked. They send you a little thing, a little cool little thing, and you just put the blood in there and send it off. Very quick. Three, four days, they tell you what your TSH is. According to Ray Pete, uh, that's the only number that matters with the, with the uh, thyroid is the TSH. And he said you want that puppy about 0.1. Well, 0.1. That is low. If you look on the, the blood test that you get, you know, they'll tell you that the ideal range is like 4 or 3 through 10 or something. That is so far off, according to Ray Pete, and I expect he, he knows what he's talking about. 0.1. Whoa. Here's an email from uh, Taylor. Uh, several weeks, good morning, Patrick. Several weeks or, or so, even a couple of months ago, I sent you a note implying free energy is already being harvested through the current power grid. Wow. Following Lake at 530 does a good job of demonstrating how power lines and generators are possibly utilizing the ether. Oh, 
So that's pretty cool. Oh, I'll look at that. I don't remember getting that. Oh, so you mean some of the power grids are already doing the free energy thing. Well, that's interesting. Oh, from Space Busters. Yeah, we're inviting them on there. Well, I'll, I'll run that. I'll run that video this weekend. So they're already, they've figured it out. They just haven't told us. Oh, well, that makes sense. They're getting, yeah, and then, the, then we buy it from them and they get it from the air. Of course, this makes complete sense that we would be paying for something that is infinite in nature and how the inverse of what we are told is once again true. Moreover, writes Taylor, this assists in cultivating a story revolving around carbon-based structure such as coal and human beings serving as the primary reason for climate change. Perfect, right? Priceless. This, this nonsensical conclusion certainly paves the way for Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 to actually take shape. My head hurts. Yep. It all makes sense, doesn't it? There's just no, there's just no, there's just no, no, no. Just no reason to come to any other conclusion that for many years, this what we are experiencing on planet Earth, the whole thing, right? has been a well-planned-out, concerted effort to do what they're going to do. To control us with vaccine passports, uh, to kill us with these uh, bioweapon injections, and to make us believe anything that they say and keep believing everything that's not true. Pretty fun, huh? I thought so. I got an email this morning offering, let's see, welcome to the Voyager debit card, the USD coin-powered card that earns, earns like crypto and spends like cash. I suspect this is a globalist thing, but I'll check it out. You see where they're, they're having um, putting machines in Walmart, obviously a globalist organization, where you can buy cryptos, buy Bitcoin. Tomorrow contains twice as much soy as soy and less or no wheat, so tomorrow is allegedly gluten free. Oh, I see. So you got soy sauce and no wheat, and that's tamari. Yeah. The little bit I use and dunking my fish into it, I don't really care what it is. Hi, dude. What do you think, baby? 
Pretty fun, huh? Hmm. Doodle's right here. She always does a show with us. MIT expert says that chronic underutilization of America's trucking capacity means 40% is left on the table every day. There's still thousands of containers in Long Beach, and I think the last count was 80, not containers, but 80 ships out in the ocean. There's lots of uh, kind of bare shelves. Wow, here's an interesting story. A baby who was born in just at just 22 weeks is believed to be one of the youngest surviving premature infants in Scotland. Wow. 1.1 pounds, 10% chance of surviving during labor, and she still, she made it. The warrior baby who measured, measured no long, larger than the size of the human hand and since, has since safely made it out of the uh, ICU and a loving care at home. They got a picture. Oh my God. God love them. 22 weeks. Reflecting on the pregnancy, she believed everything was fine until her 20-week scan. And then she started feeling pain. Wow. She was three months in an incubator. Amazing. God love her. 20 weeks. 22 weeks. What is that? Four months? Yeah. Four times four. 28? Less than four months. Whew. Amazing. Amazing. Well, quite an experience for mom and dad, huh? 